Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Amma ba'd. So in the previous dars, we began reading into the chapter Man Tabaraka Bishajara or Hajar Wanahwihima. Whosoever sought blessings from trees, stones or other than that. Um, we work through that which the Imam he presented by way of evidences under this chapter. And we came to the important matters that we benefit from, from this chapter. Um, <clears throat> but as a brief recap, we work through, uh, in, a br- in a brief manner, the evidences which were mentioned by the Imam. The first was the verse from Surah Al-Najm, the saying of Allah, the Most High, أَفَرَأَيْتُمُ اللَّاتَ وَالْعُزَّةَ وَمَنَاتَ الثَّالِثَةَ الْأُخْرَى Have you then considered Allat and Al-Uzza and Manat, the other third? And these, as we mentioned, were three well-known idols that the mushrikeen of Quraysh would worship. Naam. And we mentioned that, that which we mentioned concerning them. As a quick recap, Allat and Uzza and Manat, we mentioned that some of Ahlul Ilm, they went on to explain how the Mushrikeen derived these names or how they came to these names. Allat, we said concerning Allat that this name they took from the name Allah. And so due to their belief that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he has daughters and they derived names for these idols, for these gods, from the names of Allah, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-Uzza, from the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala Al-Aziz. And Manat, from Al-Mannan. We also, we also mentioned the, <clears throat> the first one to change the religion of Ibrahim or to introduce the idols around the Kaaba who was that individual? Amr Ibn Luhay Al-Khuzai yes Naam, and we mention that which some of the scholars mention by way of that idol that he he brought to Mecca. Anyone remember the name of that idol? Hubal. Hubal. 
Naam. That's what, likewise, one of the major idols, according to the mushrikeen, that which they would worship, 360 idols around the Kaaba. Hubble, it is mentioned that they would worship two days of the year. As for the rest of the idols, one day for each idol. As for Hubble, two days. And that is the idol that Abu Sufyan, he mentioned during the Battle of Uhud when he said, And then Allah, then the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he responded and said, Allahu a'az, Allah a'az wa ajal. Allah is greater and higher. And he is ajal. He is greater in his yani, majesty and his magnificence. Naam. Um, thereafter, the Imam, he brought the hadith from Abi Waqid al-Layfi. That is the hadith known as the hadith of that Anwat, the low tree that the mushrikeen would hang their weapons upon. And so in that hadith, uh, we read the translation, and that is that Abu Waqid, he mentioned that we went out with Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to Hunayn, whilst we had recently left disbelief. So they were new to Islam. They were new to Islam. Anyone remember how many of them? So 12,000 went out. 12,000 went out to Hunayn. When they came, before that, when they, the Fatah of Mecca from Medina came with the Messenger of Allah, 10,000. 10,000 men. Then, and, and which year was that in? In the eighth year, we said. Tayyib. And that was in which month? The Fatah of Mecca. In Ramadan. They went out to Hunayn when? The next month, Shawwal, in the same year, Shawwal. When they went out, they went out with 12,000 men. So 2,000 had entered into Islam. 2,000 had, had now joined the Muslim army and possibly even more because we're not including the, the women and children. But from the soldiers and from the men who went out, 2,000 extra. So roughly, or it's likely that many of them were... Uh, they had recently left Kufr. As you can see, they had recently left disbelief. It's not clear, is it? Maybe the. It's probably the projector over there now. It has a focused thing on the lens. If you turn it. Is it better? There's also at the bottom there. On the bottom. You can see that. Now, this, this thing here. I'm not sure if that, that affects it. No? Ahsan? All right, okay, okay. There you are. Alhamdulillah, no. So, 
Bawaqid, he mentioned that we had recently left disbelief. <coughs> and the mushrikeen, they had a sidra. Ya'qufuna indaha. A low tree that they would confine themselves to and that they would hang their weapons upon, seeking by way of this barakah, seeking that their weapons would be blessed. And so, these weapons, before they go on to fight in their battles, that these weapons would bring about victory for them. And they won't, for example, um, break and so on, their swords and their shields and so on. Now, <clears throat> so this was from the things and the practices of the mushrikeen. And so he, he said, يُقَالَ لَهَا ذَاتُ It was called that anwat. Now, فَمَرَّرْنَا بِسِدْرَ Then he mentioned that we passed by a low tree. And so we said to the Messenger of Allah, اِجْعَلَنَا ذَاتُ أَنْوَاطِ كَمَا لَهُمْ ذَاتُ أَنْوَاطِ Make for us a that anwat, a, a tree similar to the tree of the mushrikeen, just as they have one. To which the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he responded and said, Allahu Akbar. Indeed, these are the ways in Hassanan. These are the ways. Now, by him in whose hand is my soul, Qultum, you have just said. And then the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he went on to swear by Allah. Just as the children of Israel said to Musa, Naam. And then the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, he recited the ayah. Naam. And so this is in reference to who in this in in this verse Bani Israel with Musa alayhi salam naam and so they said to him make for us a god just as they have a god and we 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 mentioned something from commentary on that that from uh, the mufassirin those who who say that as Bani Israel after they had been delivered from Fir'aun and they were on their way to Palestine, to the Ard al Muqaddasa, to the Blessed Lands. On their way, they saw a people who had gods. And so they said, Make for us a god. From them, those who said they were the Qan'aniyin. And the Qan'aniyin go back to the Amaliq. Those who you hear the Jews say, the Amalek. The Amaliq. And they are from the remnants of the people of Ad. Those who remained, those few that remained and then went on to, yani, to um, have descendants. Uh, they were known as the Amaliq. And those who were present in, Phil in, in Palestine and uh, Bayt al-Maqdis in that region. And when they came and they saw them. But on their way, they had seen a people who had idols that they worshipped in the form of cows hence why they went on to worship the or when Samari he made for them that uh, calf that idol in the shape of a calf 
<clears throat> Naaman. So, just as the children of Israel and the people of Musa السلام, his people said this to him then those who were with the messenger of Allah وسلم, they said this to him Naam. and so these were the the evidences that the Imam or they are the evidences that the Imam he presents um, or that he presented under this chapter thereafter we go through the important matters um, from this chapter. The first is Tafsir Ayat Najm, the explanation of the verse from An Najm, and that is the verse concerning those three idols that the Mushrikeen used to worship. Nam, and other than them, although these three, as we mentioned, they were from the the greatest of the idols that in their uh, uh, view and in their or according to their beliefs they, they were from the greatest of idols to them and it is, it is mentioned that they would say themselves when making the tawaf they would say Lat that they would say this they would chant this as they would make the tawaf Naam. So uh, that is what we benefit from this chapter, an explanation of that and how in this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he ankara ala ha'ula alladheena ya'budunaha that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he rejected this from them, those who would worship these idols. Naam. And most of the commentary or the benefits that we take from uh, these masail, these matters that the Imam he brings, then um, the benefits we relay are mostly from, or by and large, from Sheikh Muhammad ibn Salih Uthaymeen, rahimahullah. But Sheikh Salih Fawzan, hafidhullah, he mentioned he, uh, here or concerning these idols, where are they now? These idols that the mushrikeen would worship, where were they? And how did they? prevent the Muslims, the Muslimin, from entering Mecca and, uh, and de even destroying the idols. So where are these idols and where were they and where are they now? As, as Sheikh uh, Saleh ibn Fawzan, Fawzan Allah Ta'ala, uh, he mentioned. The second is that is recognizing the matter which was being requested by the Sahaba and those who were present. Naam. Because they requested from the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, and they only intended um, to seek blessings from this tree. Not that they would worship it. So this is important to know that they didn't request this tree so that they could worship it. No. But they requested this tree so that they could seek blessings from it. Now, the third is the fact that they did not act upon it. 
the fact that they did not act upon it, but rather طلبوا من الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يقرهم على هذا. But rather what they did is they sought from the Messenger of Allah وسلم, that he, he affirms this for them or يعني, he agrees with them. نعم. Rather they requested from him that he makes it for them. نعم. But again, they wanted to seek blessings from it. Not that they intended to worship it. نعم. The fourth is, is the fact that they sought to draw near to Allah through that due to them thinking he loves it. Due to, due to them thinking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves that they draw near to him through this tree. Naam. The fifth matter is أَنَّهُمْ إِذَا جَهِلُوا هَذَا فَغَيْرُهُمْ أَوْلَى بِالْجَهَلِ that if they were ignorant of this, those who were with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, albeit being new to Islam and recently left kufr, then others are far, far more likely to be ignorant. Naam. And so here the, the author, he intends, as Shaykh Ibn Uthameen, rahimahullah, he mentioned, he intends here to explain how we are not to be deluded by the actions of the people. We don't look at the actions of the people. We don't look at what others do, what they believe in, but rather we concern ourselves with that which is in the sharia, that which is legislated and that which is, is correct. The sixth matter is أَنَّ لَهُمْ مِنَ الْحَسَنَاتِ وَالْوَعَدِ that they, the Sahaba, they had good deeds and a promise of forgiveness that which other than them did not have. And that is clear. The seventh is that the Prophet Sallallahu he did not excuse them rather he showed his rejection to them by saying to them Allahu Akbar in Sunan. He said indeed he said Allahu Akbar these are the ways indeed these are the ways you shall indeed follow the ways of those who came before you and so he was stern in the matter via these three um, yani, uh, these three matters or these three um, ways in how he showed his rejection. What is the Imam referring to here? What are the three ways in which the Messenger of Allah وسلم, showed his stern rejection? Hmm. What are these three, these three things? The first is Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. This is the first. The second, 
in some of these other ways. And the ways in how the people are led astray in the way of those who came before. And the third, you shall indeed follow those who came before you. Now, so these three matters. The eighth, Al-Amr al-Kabir, wa huwa al-maqsood, annahu akhbara anna talabahum qatalabi bani Israel, lamma qalu li Musa, ij'al lana ilahan. The major matter that is, mentioned, that is intended here, and that is that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, informed them that their request was like the request made by Bani Israel when they said to Musa, السلام, make for us a God. <clears throat> now, again, that is clear from the hadith that the Imam he brought in this chapter. The ninth matter is that the negation of this act is from the meaning of La ilaha illallah. However, this was not perceived by them. And the nafya hadha min ma'na La ilaha illallah ma'adiqatih wa khafa'ihi ala ulaik. Meaning, as Sheikh Ibn Thameen, rahimahullah, he mentioned that La ilaha illallah tenfi kul ila siwallah. La ilaha illallah negates every god that is worshipped besides Allah. And so likewise, فَكَذَلِكَ الْبَرَكَةَ لَا تَكُونَ مِنْ غَيْرِ اللَّهِ Likewise, barakah, blessings and seeking blessings is not to be done from other than Allah. Naam. The tenth is how he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he swore upon the ruling. أَنَّهُ حَلَفَ عَلَى الْفُتِيَةِ That he swore upon the ruling and as we know, he would not swear except for a beneficial purpose. Where was the swearing that the Imam is referring to? Naam, naam. He said, Qultum You have just said, by him in whose hand is my soul. Israel until the end, just as the children of Israel said to Musa alayhi salam. Naam. The eleventh matter is that a shirk is of two types, the major and the minor, um, since they did not apostate due to this. Those who made this statement fell into the minor shirk, the minor shirk. Again, due to them being new to Islam and having recently left disbelief, then this shows to us that shirk is of two types. <clears throat> and this goes back again to the i'tiqad of the individual. It goes back to the belief of the individual. If this person holds that this tree, for example, that this tree in and of itself the tree in and of itself is that which brings about blessings, controls the affair of blessing, then this is major shirk. As for if the individual, just as we said with the tamaim and so on, the amulets and so on, it's the same affair here. As for if the person 
holds that this tree is not in and of itself that which brings about blessings, but Allah is the one who blesses. But the tree is a means, is a wasila, is a means, then that is the minor shirk because it leads to the major shirk. It's a wasila ila al akbar, ila shirk al akbar. It's a means which leads to the major shirk. <clears throat> now, the 12th point is the statement the statement that we had recently left disbelief this informs us that other than them were not ignorant of this meaning this was specific to those who had recently left disbelief as for the rest of the Sahaba, then this was not a statement that they made. This is only, yeah, or this is an indication, and Abu Waqid here was making clear that this was, um, uh, yani it emanated from those who were new, and those who recently left Al Kufr. And so here, Sheikh Ibn Thameen, he mentions a good point, an extremely beneficial point, and he says, فَيَنْبَغِي لِلْإِنسَانِ Naam and Yukadim al Other and Kole O Fairly Hatta La Yarrib Nafsahu Il Kaul Bima Laysafi. Beautiful point made by Sheikh Ibn Thameen, Rahimahullah, where he said that therefore it is befitting for a person that he puts forward his excuse. The excuse for his statement that he made or something that he did which could make him liable to people thinking about him that which is not within him. Wadeh. So the Sheikh, he gave an example. He said that which is ma'loom and that which is well known is <clears throat> the hadith of Safiya bint Huyay, the wife of the Rasul وسلم, in the hadith in Sahihain when she came when the to the masjid and the messenger of Allah وسلم, was in i'tiqaf and then when he walked her back to her home it was in the night and there were two men who were walking and he called them and said that this is Safiya and they said oh messenger of Allah ya rasulullah meaning we would never suspect anything from you and so then the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, what did he say? Inna shaytan yajri min al insan dam. Indeed, the devil, the shaytan, flows through the blood or flows through the son of Adam or human being, yani through his blood. Naam. Uh, indeed, I, I feared Indeed, I feared that shaitan would throw something into your heart, something of evil, suspicion. And so here, again, shows us that that which is legislated, that which is befitting for a Muslim is to repel doubts from himself. To repel doubts. If there are those who would have a bad suspicion of him. And he's, 
And this even shows to us from that hadith there to preempt this, to yani, preempt the removal or to um, um, remove suspicion before it takes place. Remove the suspicion before it takes place. Naam. And so that is a beneficial um, point made there by Sheikh Ibn Athameen and likewise the Imam. The 13th point, point is a takbir and the ta'ajjub. Khilafan liman kariha. That is to say Allahu Akbar when surprised as opposed to those who detest it. Those who detest saying Allahu Akbar. Here, however, at this point, um, the Shaykh, he mentioned that La adri wish ma'khad hadha. He said, he said, I don't know where the Imam is taking this from. And many others from, the comment, from the, those who have explained this, they, they say that that which is established, clearly established, just like we see in this hadith, and other than this hadith, is that the Messenger of Allah, he would say Allahu Akbar, and other than this, subhanallah, and so on. And the ta'ajjub. Um, and so, um, there doesn't seem to be evidence for this. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. The 14th point, is is cutting off the means to evil cutting off the means to evil and this again is clear clear for, clear how or from where do we take this from what the imam presented under this chapter what's the evidence for this principle to cut off evil from the root Naam. When they said make for us that and what, um, the Messenger of Allah, he rejected that from them. <clears throat> and so again, this is because although they, did not in, they, did not, they didn't want to worship the tree, they uh, yani, uh, desired to place their weapons on the tree so that the tr they, they, they would acquire their blessings. Um, Naam. Uh, not that they would worship the tree. However, due to that which this would lead to from um, means to or that which would lead to a shirk al-akbar and that which the shaitan would yani, slowly and gradually uh, lead them to or by way of worship of that tree then here we have we have the principle of and likewise as we mentioned previously or in the previous lesson um, the fi'al of the Khalifa Umar ibn al-Khattab wherein um, after the people had entered into Islam in large numbers and then when he saw that the people were asking about the tree, the shajara, the tree under which the Bayat Ridwan was given. The Bayat Ridwan, when the Sahaba, those who gave the pledge, that which was named as the pledge of Ridwan, under the tree, when the people began to ask, Where is this tree? and he saw that the people were exaggerating with this tree, he ordered that the tree be chopped. He ordered that the tree be chopped. Naam. 
in, يعني, to cut off the evil from the root. Now, the 15th uh, matter is the prohibition of resembling the people of Jahiliyyah. Al-Nahi or Nahi an tashabbuh bi ahl Jahiliyyah. And that again is also clear. Uh, prohibition in uh, resembling the people of Jahiliyyah. The 16th is Al-Ghadab عند التعليم. Um, that a teacher may become angry when teaching his students. Again, here, Sheikh Ibn, Ibn Athamir, he, say, he says, well, hadith laysa bisarih fi dhalik. The hadith is not clear يعني, in this matter here. So this is not an outright po- point that we can take. Naam, the messenger of Allah, وسلم, he said, Allahu Akbar عند التعجب. But it doesn't, nece- it doesn't necessitate that he became angry. Yes, he was surprised. But can we say he was angry? The Shaykh, he says that the hadith is not clear in this regard. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. The 17th matter is the general principle al-qa'ida al-qa'ida al-kulliyya the general principle liqawlihi from his statement sallallahu alayhi wa sallam innahu sunan these are the ways now and so here the shaykh he, he said wahada la ya'ni al-hil walakinnahu at-tahdhir Naam, where the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, these are the ways. It, it doesn't mean that he is saying these are the ways that it is allowed for us to take these multiple ways. Rather, it is from the Bab of Al-Ikhbar. It is from the angle of informing the Ummah of these being the ways of the people of Jahiliyyah and the nations that came before and how you will follow them. Just like we have in the hadith that the Yahud, if Tarqat al Yahud, Allah Ida was a bain of Firqa, and likewise, if Tarqat al Nasara, Allah Thintani was a bain of Firqa, the Christians had split into 72 sects, was at a Tarik Hadil Umma, Allah Thalathim was a bain of Firqa. Likewise, this nation shall split into 73 sects. So here the scholars they mention this is ikhbar. It doesn't mean la ya'nil hill. It doesn't mean that the Messenger of Allah وسلم, is saying it is halal for us to split and allowed for us to split. No. Rather, it is tahdir. It is ikhbar. It is informing us of that which will take place and it is tahdir. It is a warning from it. It is a warning from splitting. And from following the ways of those who came before. The 18th matter is that this is a sign of prophethood due to this happening, just as he, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, informed. Now, the 19th point is that everything which Allah has censored the Jews and Christians for in the Quran is likewise a warning to us. Again, clear. The 20th point is that it was It was established with the, with the Sahaba that actions of worship that they are based upon 
a direct order. Now, and so this is a reminder of the questions in the grave. So here the Imam and the scholars they mention here that this shows the the the, the that yani that knowledge and that deep knowledge that the Imam he had in how he derived from this the three matters in the grave or the three questions in the grave um, who is your Lord the Imam he mentioned that this is clear this is clear Naam um, as for who is your prophet فَمِنْ إِخْبَارِهِ بِأَنْبَاءِ الْغَيْبِ then that is taken from the news he brought about the unseen. And that is his statement wherein he said, That you shall indeed follow the ways of those who came before. And so here we learn that he is the Prophet of Allah subhanahu uh, due to that which he brought from news of the unseen naam wa amma ma dinuk as for what is your religion fa min qawlihim ij'al lana ilahan ila akhir then that is from their saying make for us a god naam and that is due to their saying ij'al lana ilahan meaning ij'al lana Ma'luhan ma'budan, make for us a God that is worshipped. Well, ibadah, he a deen. And ibadah, my brothers, worship, that is the religion. Worship is the religion. And so this is how the Imam he extracted those three matters from <coughs> um, that hadith. The 20, 20, um, of the 20, First um, point that is the way of the people of the book is condemned as is the way of the mushrikeen. Anna sunnata ahl kitab madhmuma ka sunnat al mushrikeen. Naam. Both of their ways are condemned. And the 22nd point is that the one who has just left falsehood and was accustomed to matters from before, then it is not safe or he is not safe from having remnants of those habits in his heart. Due to their statement, We recently left disbelief now and so this um, this point this final point here shows us that it is befitting for a person that he distances himself from the mawatin of al-kufr that he distances himself from those places of kufr places of disbelief places of shak of doubt, the places of fusuq, the places of 
sin and so on, so that nothing of, the, of those affairs fall into his heart. Now, and from that we have the hadith of the man who killed 99 men, and we know that the alim encouraged him to leave, to leave the land that he was in due to the um, effect of his surroundings, which يعني, inevitably or يعني, was a cause of him carrying out his sin. Likewise, Sheikh Ibn Thamir, likewise, he said, that is why the Zani, the fornicator, is banished. He's banished also to distance him from the place of, of يعني, where he performed his sin. Now, and so this um, ends for us this chapter, and we begin with the next chapter. Now, and that is the chapter. Now, the chapter ما جاء في الذبح لغير الله. What has come regarding slaughtering for others besides Allah? Now, this is the chapter we uh, are now يعني, going to read, and we begin with the first evidence that the Imam he brings, and that is Allah Taala, the saying of Allah the Most High. قل إن قل إن صلاتي ونسكي ومحياي ومماتي لله رب العالمين لا شريك له وبذلك أمرت وأنا أول المسلمين. And the saying of Allah the Most High say say O Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم verily my salah my prayer my sacrifice my living and my dying are for Allah. Rabbil Alameen, the Lord of the worlds. La Sharika la, he has no partner. Wabidalika umirat, and of this I have been commanded. Wa ana awwal al Muslimin, and I am the first of the Muslimin. First, I am the first of the Muslims. Now, so here, a Sheikh. Abdul Aziz ibn Baz rahimahullah ta'ala he comments briefly on this verse and he says uh, regarding the saying of Allah قُلْ say يعني say ya Muhammad say O Muhammad نُسُكِ يعني ذَبْهِ my slaughtering وَقِيلْ تَعْبُدِ and it's been said that the meaning is my worship and that يعني, comprises of slaughtering. Now, um, and the Imam he says regarding meaning that I live and I die upon the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and those actions that are pleasing to Him, all of them are for Allah alone. And so this verse makes clear that slaughtering is worship and that it is to be done purely for Allah. 
نعم and the sheikh he said وَمَنْ ذَبَحَ لِغَيْرِهِ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْأَصْنَامِ وَالْقُبُورِ فَهُوَ كَمَنْ صَلَّى وَعَبَدَ غَيْرَ اللَّهِ and so the one who slaughters who slaughters animals for other than Allah such as for the jinn or for the idols or for the graves then he is like the one who was performed prayer to other than Allah or worshipped other than Allah that is because salah and al-dhabh slaughtering uh, actions of worship since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he coupled both of them together he mentioned them both together naam so regarding al-dhabh ayyul ikhwa just to add an extra uh, benefit here the intent behind al-dhabh is dhabhu bihimati al-an'am ala wajhi taqarrub it is to slaughter the beasts of cattle with the intent to draw near to draw near and a dhabh is of two types dhabh slaughtering is of two types dhabh taqarrub wa ta'abbud the slaughtering of taqarrub of drawing near and ta'abbud and worship and the second is al-dhabh al-'adi just a regular slaughtering and so the regular slaughtering is is like when a person he slaughters an animal to benefit from that which he slaughtered and so to eat from the meat of that animal or to honor a guest so he slaughters the animal to to honor the guest, to feed the guest. As for that first type, the slaughtering which is done from the angle of taqarrub, to draw near, and ta'abud, from worship, then that likewise is of two types. The first is ad-dhabh lillah, slaughtering for Allah. This is tawheed. This is tawheed. And so examples of that is the dhabh of the al-adhahi and the udhiyah. Those animals that are sacrificed during the hajj. And the hadaya. Likewise, those animals that are sacrificed by those who are performing the umrah and so on. Those who take with them animals to the house of Allah or they slaughter when performing the various manasik of Amra, Tamattu', Qiran, and so on, the various uh, uh, manners in how a person can perform, perform the Amra. And likewise, when a person uh, needs to make the Jubran, uh, the dam, or give the dam of Jubran, when he يعني, has violated uh, something from the Ihram, and so on, and so he needs to pray a fidya. He needs to pray a ransom. And so he slaughters an animal. And so on. Likewise, the aqa'ik, those 
animals that are slaughtered when a person has a child, is blessed with a child, the aqiqah. Likewise. Or even from slaughtering animals in order to, to feed the poor. And again, through which a person seeks to draw near to Allah and ta'abud, worship. As for the second type is dhabh. Again, we're talking about dhabh, taqarrub, ta'abud. Then that is, the second type is dhabh lighayrillah. That is when a person slaughters for other than Allah, such as the, those who slaughter animals for the jinn. And that which take, used to take place as likewise as Sheikh Ibn Baz rahimahullah, he mentioned that the mushrikeen, they would slaughter animals for the jinn in order to ward off the evil eye and so on from their children. Or when they would uh, enter a home and يعني, they would take up residence somewhere, they would slaughter for the jinn so that they could protect themselves and their house from the jinn. Now, and so, al-dhabli-ghayrillah um, encompasses slaughtering for the jinn, slaughtering for the graves, or the, uh, those uh, who are in the graves, and so on. This is a shirk al-akbar al-mukhrij min al-millah. This is the major shirk which expels a person outside of Islam. Now, now, <clears throat> and so, this is the first evidence that the Imam he brings. Thereafter, the Imam he brings another saying from the Book of Allah. Maqawlihi, the say, he's saying, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرُ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرُ Therefore, turn in prayer to your Lord and sacrifice to him only. Naam. Naam. This verse is in which surah? Al-Kawthar, naam. And so here, the Imam, he says, this is Imam Abdul Aziz Ibn Baz, rahimahullah, he said, he said, اَيْ صَلِّ لِلَّهِ وَنْحَرْ لَهُ شُكْرًا عَلَى نِعْمَةِ نَحْرِ الْكَوْثَرِ Meaning, O Muhammad, pray, to Allah, pray to your Lord, and sacrifice to Him. Shukran ala ni'mati nahr al-kawthar. Yani in appreciation and giving thanks for the blessing of the river of al-kawthar. That Allah has blessed him with that river in Jannah that has been, uh, or that, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, has been blessed with. Naam. And Al-Kawthar, as the scholars they mentioned, the meaning of it is Khairun Kathir, taken from the word Kathir. Khairun Kathir. Yani that which brings abundant good. Naam. And so here, um, a command from Allah to pray and slaughter solely to Allah. A Naam, as the Shaykh mentioned, Salli lillah, wanhar lahu, shukran ala ni'mati nahar al-kawthar, wa hadha yidullu ala anna al-nahar, ala anna al-nahar, wa salah, ibadah, this shows that sacrificing, and as-salah is worship, li'annahu amara bihima, naam, because he ordered with them, 
So whoever sacrifices for other than Allah, then he has committed shirk. Just as if he prayed to other than Allah. And so whosoever slaughters for uh, an idol or for the jinn or for other than them, then he has committed a shirk. Naam. Naam. <clears throat> the next evidence the Imam he brings is a hadith. Hadith narrated from Ali bin Abi Talib radiallahu anhu. Qal. And so An Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu anhu qal haddathani Rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bi arba' kalimat. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrated to me four matters. Arba' kalimat here Ahlul Ilm they say like Sheikh Al-Fawzan he commented here the meaning of kalima here, kalima, as we know, in its origin means a, a word. The meaning of it is jumal. The Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he he narrated to me four sentences, or four matters, or four pieces of advice, if you like. Nam arba kalimat. Nam. First, la'an Allah man May Allah curse he who slaughters for other than Allah. La'ana Allah man la'ana walidei. May Allah curse he who curses his parents. La'ana Allah man awa muhdithan. May Allah curse he who gives sanctuary, protection to a heretic, yani an innovator. An innovator. لعن الله من غير منار الأرض. May Allah curse he who changes the landmarks. Now, so a number of points to make mention here. To, to mention here, inshallah we cover a few, and then um, perhaps we will, due to the benefits that are within this hadith, perhaps we will cover some of them and the rest in the next dars. Firstly, here. Sheikh Abdul Aziz ibn Ubaz rahimahullah he says concerning this hadith and specifically concerning the statement of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu may Allah curse he who slaughters for other than Allah the Messenger of Allah وسلم, he began with this due to shirk being the greatest of the sins. A shirk is the greatest of the sins. And therefore, the Messenger of Allah, والسلام, he began with this. The Shaykh he says, and Allah is to be made distant. That's the meaning of la'an, to, to be made distant, meaning distant from the, from the mercy of Allah. And this shows to us that it is from the major actions 
are the major sins and the major actions of shirk. As has come in the hadith, Akbar al-kabair, ash-shirku billah. The greatest of the major sins is ash-shirku billah, is to ascribe partners to Allah. Naam. And we see, likewise in this hadith, we see that in all four of these kalimat, or these pieces of advice, we find how each one of them begins with the la'na, the la'na of Allah, or la'na Allah. Here, the scholars they mention concerning that which shows to us when something or a sin is from the major sins or that which deems a sin to be major then that goes back to a number of matters or there are a number of ways in how we can determine that a sin is a major sin طيب. firstly the scholars they mention from the ways in how we know a sin is a major sin is every sin every sin in which there has come regarding it a punishment in the life of this world a prescribed legal punishment this shows that that is a major sin or that there is a threat of punishment regarding that sin in the hereafter. Or there is a clear mention that it is from the Kabair, like in this hadith that we just heard from Sheikh Ibn Baz in his explanation, where he said, Akbar al Kabair. Akbar al Kabair. Billah. He said, the greatest of the kabair is a shirk. So again, clear wording, uh, direct clear wording saying that such and such is from the major sins. Likewise, where there's a mention of ghadab, anger, the anger of Allah, and la'an, la'na. Whenever there is a mention of la'na, the curse of Allah, and as has been mentioned also, wherever the Messenger of Allah وسلم, would say, min. I am free from so and so, or Laysa minna, he is not from us. The likes of these wordings, scholars they mention, they indicate that this action is a major sin. So these are from the ways in how we know a major sin. Now, concerning the statement of the Messenger of Allah, عليه الصلاة والسلام لعن من أو لعن الله من لعن والدي May Allah curse he who curses his parents وهذا من الكبائر أيضا Here the Shaykh he says that this is also from the kabair from the major sins and here the Shaykh he explains it and that is when a person, يَلْعَنْ غَيْرَهُ 
فيلعن الآخر والدي This is when a person curses This is when a person curses an individual and so that person now in return curses his parents so either he curses him he just curses him he doesn't curse his parents and then he in turn curses his parents or he curses the parents of this man and that man in retaliation now curses his parents so he indirectly causes يعني a person to curse his parents نعم فيكون سببا في لعن والدي so then he is a reason for his parents to be cursed نعم and here as a benefit also we see this hadith is a proof to show how we have not just the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran more than one place in the Quran where Allah couples his right with the rights of the parents look how we have in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa'abudu Allah wa la tushriku bihi shay'a wa bil walidayni ihsana so Allah couples the right of the parents or he mentions their rights immediately after his right the right that he's to be worshipped alone and that he's not to be ascribed any partner in worship or in his tawheed and there Allah mentions the right of the parents here we have another evidence that shows the right of Allah may Allah's curse be upon the one who who slaughters for other than Allah and so he violates the tawheed of Allah and then we have may Allah curse he who curses his parents and so again we see an evidence a text from the text of Islam or the text of the Sharia where we see the right of the parents coupled or mentioned immediately after the right of Allah Now, and so the Sheikh he mentions concerning um, this matter of a person causing someone to curse his parents he mentions the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr fi sahihain the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr in the sahihain wherein, wherein the messenger of Allah وسلم, he said min al-kaba'ir shatmur rajul walidei from the major sins is a, per, is a man abusing his parents from the major sins is a man abusing his parents and this is a reminder to all of us shows to us the great right of the parents and so it was said فقيل, ya Rasulullah, it was said to the messenger ya Rasulullah Will a man curse his own parents? And so he said, Naam, yes. A man, he curses the, the, the father of another man. And so then that man curses his father. And he curses his mother, and so he curses his mother back. And so again, he's a means to his own parents 
being cursed. Now, and so again, a reminder of the great right of the parents. And if this is the case with the one who didn't directly curse his own parents, he's a cause of another man cursing his parents. What about then the one who, who curses his parents himself? What about the one who curses his parents, his parents himself directly? Now, that is even more, or that is more severe. And again, showing to us the great right of the parents and not to abuse the parents. Not to abuse the parents with that which displeases them, with evil, wicked words, words and statements that are displeasing to Allah and displeasing to them. Naam. The Shaykh he says, وَصُبُّ النَّاسِ مِنَ الْكَبَائِرِ إِنْ كَانَ بِغَيْرِ And so the people um, abusing, um, then that is from the major sins if it is not uh, or if it is without right. And as has come in the hadith, سِبَابُ الْمُسْلِمْ فُسُوقَ وَقِتَالُهُ كُفْرَ To abuse another Muslim is فُسُوقَ it is sin. وَقِتَالُهُ kufr, And to fight him is kufr. To fight him is disbelief. To fight him is disbelief. But the disbelief here, the scholars have mentioned, the meaning of disbelief here is kufr al-asghar. Just as shirk is akbar and asghar, we have major shirk and minor shirk. Likewise, we have major kufr and minor kufr. Yani Fight, fighting another Muslim to fight another Muslim physically to abuse him with words is sin to fight him physically is kufr but it is kufr al-asghar it is minor uh, kufr doesn't expel a person outside of Islam now what's the, what's the evidence for this? now the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَإِنْ طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ اِقْتَتَلُوا That if two parties from the Muslims they fight against each other فَأَصْلِحُوا بَيْنَهُمَا Then rectify between them فَإِنْ بَغَتْ إِحْدَهُمَا عَلَى الْأُخْرَى فَقَاتِلُوا الَّتِي تَبَغِي حَتَّى تَفِيءُ لَا أَمْرِ اللَّهِ If one of them goes beyond bounds, then fight the one that goes beyond bounds until they return back to, the, to, to that which is correct. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, uh, then, Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that the, indeed the believers are brothers, so rectify between your brothers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he referred to them all as mu'minun, as believers, they are still believers. They haven't left Islam and they are still brothers. Showing to us that it is not that kufr which expels them from Islam. So, again, fighting physically. You know, the Muslim, it's a major sin. Don't let us, just as we said with the minor shirk, when you think, or when it comes to your mind, minor or asghar, minor shirk, yani, that it's a light matter. No, it is still a major sin. It's a major sin. But it is minor shirk. It is from the kabair. Naam. Likewise with 
this kufr al-asghar, it is a major sin, but it is minor kufr. Naam. So fighting a Muslim is a severe affair. Naam. And so the Shaykh, he mentions um, likewise that Imam al-Bukhari, he narrates from the hadith of Thabit ibn al-Dahaq, Qawl al-Rasul, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la'anu al-mu'min kaqatlih. Subhanallah. The saying of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, cursing a believer is like killing him. Cursing a believer is like killing him. And this, as we said, is, is recorded in the Sahih. Naam. Cursing a believer is like killing him. Some of the scholars they mention here, like killing him meaning because the meaning of la'an is what to be far removed so when a person a Muslim curses a believer it is as though he has removed him from the jama'ah of the Muslimin. he has removed him from being from the Muslimin, and so it is as though he has uh, distanced him from the rahmah of Allah, from Iman, and from the believers, and so on. It is as though he is almost as though he has, and this is what has come in the explanation, almost as though he has um, expelled him from um, being from the jama'ah of the Muslimin, um, which would allow the killing of him. From them, those who said, that the meaning of qaqatli is that the sin of cursing the, the believer is the same sin as killing. Just this, 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 the ithm, the sin of killing another Muslim, if you were to actually kill him, cursing him has the same yeah, it's sin. It's the same level of ithm. It's, the, it's, it's like you've killed him. It's the same sin that you acquire uh, when killing him. It is the same level of sin. Naam. Wallahu ta'ala a'lam. And likewise, the shaykh, he says, or he quotes the hadith, إِنَّ اللَّعَانِينَ إِنَّ اللَّعَانِينَ لَا يَكُونُونَ شُهَدَاءَ وَلَا شُفَعَاءَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةَ And that is the hadith recorded by Imam Muslim. The la'anin. In the la'anin, indeed, those who frequently curse, they frequently curse. Frequently, they curse. La yakununa, mother, shuhada. They will not be witnesses on yom al-qiyamah, wala shufa'a. Nor will they be intercessors, nor will they intercede. They will not be able to intercede for the believers when there are those who will intercede naam will suffice with that for this week wafaq allah jami' lima yuhibbu wa yurda wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in jazakumullah khair نعم 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 نعم
yeah, but there's no wasting of, of, of the food and so on. But that food is then to be given to, yani, a person can eat from, from it himself, or he gives it to others, to the poor and to others, or he feeds, yani, whoever he desires to feed. Barakallahu feed. That's what the that's what the Imam he mentioned as a point here. However, Sheikh Ibn Thameen he mentioned that he uh, he doesn't know where the Imam has taken this from. And others from Ahlul Ilm they said that uh, there doesn't seem to be any evidence for this. Maybe the Imam had some evidence that he came across, but yani it's hidden from others. Yani saying saying Allahu Akbar or Subhanallah, you know, at times of uh, amazement. But the hadith is clear in that regard. Other than Naam. Naam. Barakallah khair. Zakallah khair. Naam. Naam, naam. Yeah, so if you're talking about um, the the slaughtering when a person slaughters to just benefit from the, the animal, yeah, such as such as the such as the the meat, you just want to eat, yeah. hmm? or you want to sacrifice. Sorry, you want to honor the guest. Then here, uh, yes, it still has to be in the name of Allah. It still has to be for it to be halal for you to eat. However, a person can simply he doesn't intend the ta'abud and he doesn't intend the taqarrub to draw near to Allah yani he's intending to eat but he but part of making that food halal is to say in the name of Allah you understand yani so not that he's doing it from the ang because a person could yes he could literally yani he's not intending I want to draw near to Allah through this slaughtering but I'm hungry Of course, for person, yeah. He, if he intends that, and if he intends that, yeah, he he intends to just as we know, um, those who go for for Hajj and for Umrah, they slaughter animals, which is part of taqarrub ilallah, drawing in a state of them trying to draw near to Allah. That's the overwhelming state that they're in. And yeah, and he, uh, they slaughter these animals. But thereafter, that that uh, that, that the the the, the uh, animal. They eat from the, that, that meat or they distribute it. However, you could get someone who slaughters an animal and it is not on Hajj or on Umrah. He slaughters an animal and um, it could be in the back of his garden, for example. Slaughters an animal, we want to eat, let's eat. Oh, his job. Naam. You know, that's a good point. So, likewise, you know, he, he, he maybe he works as a butcher, he slaughters animals. And, yeah, and he knows that in order for this meat to be halal, to eat, it has to be in the name of Allah. Naam. 